We're going to watch a little video clip now and then Matt's going to uh, share a few thoughts. You look distressed. Distressed? I'm way past distressed. Where's that? I'm talking to an elf. And I stopped believing in Santa Claus a long time ago. That's not surprising. Most grown-ups can't believe in magic. It just sort of grows out of them. Look, you're a nice little elf. Thanks. But this is a dream. I mean, this is fabulous. Is that a polar bear directing traffic down there? <laughs> I, I see it, but I don't believe it. <laughs> you're missing the point. What is the point? Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. Kids don't have to see this place to know that it's here. They just know. Hey. Now that, uh, that film clip highlights how um, children are far, often far more open to seeing things than we are as, as adults. Uh, as grown-ups, I think we tend to think that the grown-up thing to do is to come to sort of final conclusions about every, well, pretty much as everything we can. And, uh, um, and once we've made up our minds as grown-ups, it can be quite difficult for us to see or believe anything to the contrary. We might even think as grown-ups that it's a weakness to change our minds. And that's a great shame because actually there's a word in the Bible, repentance, that actually means to change one's thinking. Um, it's about acknowledging that things might be different to how we thought they are. They were. And repentance and faith in the Bible go hand in hand, which means you can't believe, you can't have faith without being open to your mind being changed by God. Uh, so we've, I, think, I think one of the most fascinating things about Jesus' life in the Gospels, in the Bible, was his ability to do that, to just pull the rug from under our fixed conclusions and force us to kind of see or hear or consider something in a completely different way. Um, Jesus would associate with all the wrong people. He would put things across in a way that nobody had before and people saw things differently once he did. Often he would, he would force us to, to, to see things or consider things we hadn't done before. Now I think children much more naturally do that anyway. We don't need to pull the rug from under them for them to think differently and to look and see things differently. Um, children are naturally inquisitive and open to things being beyond what they already know. Uh, I think that's why our most productive stage of learning as human beings is during our childhood, because our brains at that early stage have this incredible mental elasticity, um, and, and we have this natural, as children, we have a natural openness and fascination and, and intrigue and, and receptivity to and our minds can be stretched and broadened and we learn so much at that early time. And then we grow up, of course, and it's like we think it's about time we know it all and that we can stop learning because, you know, we think, well, we've probably heard it all by now anyway. we figured it all out. It's like this. Except, of course, we haven't figured it all out as grown-ups. Um, and the trouble is thinking that we already know can prevent us from seeing like that. Christmas clip on the video. When we think we already know something, we close our minds to anything new being shown to us. So I think it's always healthy for us to leave room in our minds for that thought, but maybe I'm wrong. 
or to leave space in our minds for that possibility that there's something I haven't seen or considered. Jesus once said, uh, we need faith like a little child, otherwise we can't see the kingdom of God. Now, if there's one thing about children, it's their incessant urge to ask questions, and then more questions, and then more questions, and then more questions. Um, why? Because children seem to intuitively know there's, there must be more to discover. Uh, there must be more beyond that last question I asked, or more around that next corner, or more under that next stone in the garden to see, or on the next page of the book. Children seem to know there must be more to learn and discover, and they want to discover it. Uh, the word disciple actually means learner. It literally means to be a learner. So to be a disciple of Jesus is to be constantly learning from him. It's, and it doesn't stop that learning. Um, we don't graduate from being a disciple. Uh, there's always more to be discovered in ourselves, in others, and certainly in God. Now, and the trouble is we, we put up these barriers in our minds. We have preconceptions. We have assumptions that we've made. We have stereotypes. We have oversimplifications, perhaps. And, and we, we sort of conclude how things are or how people are so that we can't see, perhaps, what God wants to show us. One of the striking things about the birth of Jesus was how few people actually saw it and realized that it even happened at the time. You would have thought, wouldn't you, that when you know, the Son of God, the Lord of creation, the Savior of the world arrived, everyone would know about it. But actually, hardly anyone did, really. Perhaps one of the reasons maybe for that, certainly this seems to be hinted at in the Gospels, is that so many of us had already decided what it would look like or should look like you know, when God turned up in the world, that when he did arrive and it was different than we thought, we just missed it. In John chapter 1, even the man who Jesus described as the greatest prophet to ever live, John the Baptist, even John said, I myself did not recognize him. But, but the one who sent me, God, to baptize, he told me, it's the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain. He's the one. And even after that, we're told, even after John saw the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus and there was that voice from heaven declaring, this is my son, listen to him. Even then, we're told, John still sent a message later on to Jesus asking, are you really the one who was to come? <laughs> Why did he ask that? Well, I guess because despite everything that he'd already seen, John, like we often do, John kind of wasn't expecting it to be like it was. He thought he already knew, perhaps. And what was Jesus' response to John? He told him, just look. He said to the messengers, look, open your eyes and look. Go and tell John what you see happening. In other words, Jesus said, you just need to be open and listen and see what God is doing. Believing is seeing. I, I quite like that from that video clip. Believing is seeing. Because it has the sense that belief, what is belief about? Well, Partly what it's about is removing those shutters and letting some light in. What does it mean to believe? What is faith? Perhaps a helpful way to understand it is that faith or belief is an openness to seeing new things from God. To believe that is to have our eyes opened in expectation 
that God has somewhere to take us, to show us, to lead us and teach us. Because as disciples, we're always learning from our rabbi, Jesus, and the people and things that he brings on our path. Uh, I read a preacher recently that made these comments. It's really what made me think about this sermon. Uh, the preacher said, as I read our gospel text, I started to wonder what we lose when we think we already know things. Uh, what do we lose when we think we already know what's possible and what's not possible? What do we lose when we think we already know the nature and value of the members of our family? What do we lose when we think we already know who we are and what we're capable of? What do we lose when we think we absolutely know who God is and how God should show up in the world and where God is absolutely absent, of course? Maybe thinking we already know totally gets in the way of seeing anything new. I can relate to that. I used to actually think that Christianity was about knowing everything. But I, I now believe Christianity is much more about letting God show me what I didn't know or hadn't seen or thought I saw and thought I knew, but actually I didn't. Faith is that journey with God and it carries on throughout our lives as he opens my eyes bit by bit, more and more. And often doesn't God surprise us with, perhaps God surprises us with that person that we assumed this about, or that place that we assumed that for, or that situation that we thought we'd got it all figured out, but I don't even remember the story of Jacob, and he, he, he thought, thought he saw the situation, and then he realized God was in this place, and I didn't even know it, he said. Now, is that a journey that you're willing to take with God? I think the, tr the trouble for us as human beings is um, filling our lives with fixed certainties is very addictive because it makes us feel really secure. We know it. We've got it all figured out. But is that really what it means to trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding, we're told? I think to walk the journey with God, we always have to be open to that possibility that maybe we were wrong or maybe we haven't seen everything. We've got to learn, maybe from others, certainly from God. And if we walk that road, he will show us more and more. And I think, therefore, it will recapture some of that joy of childhood when we turned over the next stone or ran down that next path to see what was there or ask the next question. So God bless you all this Christmas and may Jesus keep challenging uh, oversimplifications, messing up our prejudices and stereotypes that we love. May Jesus keep colouring outside the lines a bit, stepping outside of our neat boxes. And may he be, in that sense, the kind of, the little bit unruly God that we worship, who asks us the questions we'd prefer not to think about, perhaps. The Jesus who shows us what we hadn't imagined we even needed to see but he'll show us and take us somewhere new because I think Christmas, Christmas reminds us Christ is the light and he is always illuminating the darkness.